You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 189. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and we're doing something that we haven't done in quite a while. We've done a couple of times where we've brought on live coaching episodes where I take a coaching experience that I've had typically in Macros 101 or Beyond Macros 101 or sometimes Free Coaching Fridays, and we put them here on the podcast. And the purpose of it is really for you to get to hear somebody else get coached and what that experience can be like. And what you'll find is that even if you don't have the exact same question that the person who's getting coached is asking, that you're going to listen to this coaching and you're going to take away stuff that is going to directly apply to your own unique journey. And that is the power of group coaching. I know there's a lot of people who have this idea that one-to-one coaching is is the pinnacle and that, you know, investing in one-on-one coaching is the end all be all. And you know, I've I've invested in one-on-one coaching. There's value in that for sure. But one of the reasons I've moved away from one-on-one coaching and moving in towards more group coaching is because I've seen the power of listening to other people get coached. What happens when we are in the hot seat or when we are getting coached, a lot of times we get in our head and it can be hard because you're trying to like come up with answers on the spot and it can, it can just be hard to process. And what I found is that when people can remove themselves a little bit from it and it's not them getting coached, but it's somebody else getting coached, you're able to see things a little bit more clearly than when you're in the position yourself. It's almost like how we are so much more objective with the way that our friends look than the way that we look. We always think that we look terrible, but we would never say that about our friends. I, it's kind of the same way where it's you, when you listen to somebody else get coached, you, it's a different perspective that is, is different from the you looking at yourself in the mirror. And so what you're going to find as you listen to this episode, as you listen to this coaching conversation is that, again, even if this is not ever a question you've ever asked yourself, there will be nuggets in here that will make you go, oh, I can, I, I can totally apply that to my journey right now. And that's my goal is for you to leave listening to this coaching conversation and then know how you can take that nugget and apply it to your journey and help make it better. And that's one of the reasons that I love group coaching. And it's one of the reasons we do group coaching inside of Macros 101, because there is incredible, incredible value in hearing other people's questions and hearing other perspectives. And then the last reason that I really love group coaching is because you do not know what you do not know. So we can ask a question about something we know we lack understanding about. That's easy. What is much more insidious and much harder is to ask a question that you don't know you have a question about. 
It's like something you, you don't know that you don't know it. And so how can you ask a question about that? And that's the other thing that I see coming up in group coaching is somebody else will ask a question and you'll go like, oh, I didn't ever think to ask that question, but I totally had the same question. And as we go through this coaching conversation with Nicole, you may have that experience where you're like, I didn't really think I had this question, but listening to this, I did have this question. And now I not only have this question, but now that question has been answered. If you like listening to live coaching, We do have some other podcast episodes that you can go back in the archives and listen to, to get other life coaching, you know, episodes. So episode 80 and 81, episode 160 and um, episode 158 are all other life coaching sessions that we have put up on the podcast. So we'll link all of those up in the show notes, which are at bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash 189. And you can go and listen to those other coaching sessions if you find this one helpful. So let me just set up this uh, frame a little bit. Uh, I am coaching Nicole today, and this is inside of Beyond Macros 101, which is our continued coaching program that happens uh, after Macros 101 for only for alumni. The only way you can get in there is to be an alumni of Macros 101. And we do uh, a lot of life coaching in that program. And so this is our coaching call. And Nicole asks a really great question. And uh, you'll notice that the question that she starts with doesn't, isn't really the question that we end with. And that's a lot of times what happens with coaching, because the question that you think you have, usually there's something underneath it. And, and in this coaching session, we really get down to it. And then after I finish this coaching session with Nicole, my team that was on the coaching call just raved. They're like, that was such a good coaching experience. Like that just was opened a lot of women's eyes. It just was, it really landed. And so when they said that I had the idea, let's put on the podcast, let's get more women to listen to this because I think there's going to be a lot of aha moments that will relate to where you may be at in your journey. So without further ado, let's jump into that coaching session with Nicole. My question is, it's more just like how to deal with the mental space of the skill. So like a little bit of a backstory. Um, so I just kind of like yo-yoed for years, right? I have three kids. I'm in my thirties. Like I just have never had a good relationship with the scale, with my body, with myself, all the things. Right. So I did, I finally found macros last year, started last year, um, did a cut. felt like I gained it all back over the summer. You know what I mean? Just kind of felt like this yo-yo thing. Anyway. So I finally did your macro macros one one and was trying to do a lot of the mental work with it. That was like really my goal with mm-hmm. the program was to do the mental work, you know, because I think that's what holds me back a lot of the time. Sure. Anyway, so I lost, I lost some weight, um, lost like some significant inches, have put on some muscle and now I'm at maintenance. Now my question is, is just like, how do you get out of the mental space of, so I, I'm up like five or six pounds from when I did my reverse and I'm at maintenance, but I'm like, is that okay? My waist has not changed. Mm-hmm. So this is, but it's just the skill. You know what I mean? That I'm like, mm-hmm. for some reason, I just feel like I label it as like fit. Like I'm at my fittest. And it's, it's so funny because the lowest I got was like 136 and I'm five, five. So I'm not super tall. So it's like an appropriate weight, but now I'm like 142, 140 is kind of where I like have just maintained, you know, after I did my reverse, but I'm like, is that too much? Like, should I have, am I eating too much? Do I need to like lower my calories? But then I'm like, am I giving the scale too much, you know, power over my life and just realizing that like my waist hasn't changed. So it's 
might be some muscle because I've been lifting a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. So just really, I just really want to find peace with the skill and not give it as much power as I do. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So I just need some tips. Cool. Awesome. Um, so first of all, I'm glad that you recognize that, that some of that may be muscle because that was my first, my first inclination as well. It was like, if you're saying your waist hasn't changed, the scale is up, you're lifting weights, you're like at a maintenance level. Yeah. You probably are gaining some muscle. And is that a bad thing? No. And that's what I want, but it's just seriously like this mental thing of like, every time I've lost weight is 130. You know what I mean? Like, like why? And I've even like, Amber, even like gone back to like, what would Amber say? Like, what would she tell me? Why do you give so much power to 130? Like, why do you give this, you know, why does that mean so much to you? But it just like, it just makes me in my head feel smaller. I feel better. Like, and I shouldn't give that number that much power. So it's trying to work through that part of it because this is what I want. And even people like, if I go to the gym or people that I see, they're like, Oh my gosh, look at your shoulders. Like you're getting ripped. Like, what are you doing? You know? Uh-huh. So that's the thing is I know there's muscle and I know I'm, and I'm like, I'm a nurse too. So I, it's the science. Like I understand the yeah. science of it, Yeah. but it's just like, how do you work past those things? That's kind of. Okay. Um, I want you to, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to have you a sentence and I'm going to have you fill in the sentence. And okay. I don't want you to think, I don't want you to think. Okay. okay. I don't want you to overthink. I don't want you to filter. I don't want, like, I just want like what comes up for you immediately when I ask you to fill in the sentence. When I hit one thirty, that will mean what? That will mean that I like myself. Cool. Okay. So that, that's what it is, right? That's what that number represents to you is that you will like yourself at that if that happens. And so if we extrapolate that out, that means that you don't like yourself now and really can't like yourself unless you hit that weight. Okay. So you see what you've created. You've created like a losing situation of like withholding love, withholding, um, you know, liking yourself until a future that you don't think is part of you doesn't think is going to ever happen. (laughs) So it's like, no, you're never going to get there. Okay. So, so that, so when, if, if you guys are listening to that and you're like, yeah, I, I totally relate. Um, Nicole, I have a, a number too. Like there's a number. I want you guys to ask yourself that question. Like, what does that number represent to me? Because it's not the number. There's, there's a, it's a representation of something bigger. And when we can identify what that representation is, then it's going to be really powerful in helping you to start to release it. Because in your brain, you, you've made this conditional. The, the like self-love and like even self-like is conditional on something that you don't have yet. Okay? Mm-hmm. And when we can separate that out and tease it out and say, um, no, like this actually isn't conditional. I can like myself right now. I can, I can like myself 10 pounds heavier. I can like myself a hundred pounds heavier. Like they had there. It's like saying, it's like saying that, um, it's like apples and oranges. Like they're the same thing. You're like making them the same thing and they aren't, they're completely different things. They're not conditional on each other. And when you really start to believe that, then that power of that number is going to start to fade away. Okay. Does that like talk me through what's going through your head right now? Yeah, that's, and that's just like what it is too. It's like, I think, um, 
as I've been trying to do, like I even tried to hop on the call last week, just to have someone coach me through it. And I was thinking about it and stuff. And I'm, um, I just kind of always like in my life. And when I did my big, why, like, this is going to get really personal and really deep with myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> but my big, why was like, it was the same thing because that I'll stop trying to be something that I'm not. And I will like who I am. You know what I mean? Like I've, like, I've always been a very high achiever, like full ride scholarships, like, you know, right into nursing school at a really young age, like, you know, valedictorian, like all these really high things. And it's like, I almost set this bar in my life all the time that I feel like I have to meet to prove to myself that I'm worth something. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I honestly have tried to like break that down more and more. And I know it's not going to happen overnight, but I just, I like, I just, I wish it would happen overnight. (laughs) Well, like here's, here's the good thing is that it actually can happen overnight. So all that you have to do is decide that you want to believe something different. At some point in your life, you made a decision that you wanted to believe that you had to prove your worth. And you can make a decision today that that's not true anymore, that you don't, that you don't have to prove your worth, that you don't have to prove anything, that that worth is unchanging and it's innate and it, and it cannot be proven because it just is. So a lot of times, and I talk about this in module three about letting go and how we, like, I talk about letting go and people are always like, how do I do that? How do I let go? And the answer is, is if, if you're holding out your hand, like if you're holding out your hand and I said, and you're holding something and I said, let go, you would just let go. <laughs> it's like, you don't have to like do anything special. It's like, there's not, no, there's no magic. It's like, you just choose to let go. At the end of the day, it really starts to become a choice of what do you want to believe and what are you going to continue telling yourself? Because the belief is just something that you continue to tell yourself over and over again. So if you want to choose a new belief, you get to start to choose to tell yourself something different. And so, um, but here's the question for you. What, what are you afraid will happen if you let go of this? Oh, I don't know. These are such hard questions. I know that heart is good. Um, I think, I don't know. I just, I, and I think it, like I said, in my head too, I associate that number with like my level of fitness, you know, like I feel like I associate it with, like if I am not in the one thirty range, Mm-hmm. like I am not in my high le- highest level of fitness. Like, and I know this is going to seriously sound so crazy, but like people aren't going to notice that I'm fit. Like, and I don't know why I need that validation sometimes from people. Like, I feel like, you know, we, we work so hard. We try to eat right. Like, do I need to have like an attention from it? It sounds so silly, you know, when I say well, it out loud, but well, it's the reality, you know, but, here, but here's the thing is that all of us as humans want to feel loved. And if you aren't giving that love to yourself, then of course you're going to go outside of yourself to find it. Yeah. And so if other people's validation and praise and noticing of you is really important, it is evidence that you aren't giving that to yourself. Yeah. And so until you choose to start to give that to yourself and because, and because you've been trying to withhold it, you've been withholding it in most people, it's in an attempt to motivate yourself. You feel like if I withhold this from me, then that will be motivating and I will work harder to get to that point. 
And so for a lot of people, it's like they fear releasing that judgment or fear loving themselves where they're at because they feel like all the motivation will dissipate. But in reality, it's like the exact opposite. It's like, it's like a kid. And I actually just recorded something on the podcast this morning about this. It's like a kid at a soccer game. Like if, I don't know if you have children, but if Mm -hmm. you did at a kid's soccer game, that's like saying to your kid, kid, I'm not going to cheer for you. I'm not even going to love you until you win this game. I'm going to stand here on the sidelines and I will love you when you, when you win this game, but you're not going to hear a peep out of me until then. How would your child play versus the parent who stands on the sideline and like cheers them on and like, it doesn't matter if you win or lose, like I'm going to love you anyway, right? Which, which of those kids is going to perform better in the soccer game? Obviously the kid that you're cheering on. The kid that like knows that you're going to love them regardless of how they play and who's cheering them on all the way. And so we get in this idea that like, not loving ourselves where we're at is a strategy for motivation, but it actually is demotivating for most of us. And so starting to recognize that, that like you letting go of this is really just a a choice. You can choose to let go of this at any time. You can choose to sell yourself something different and recognize that it actually is going to support the goals that you have. It's actually going to move you forward because right now you withholding love for yourself is forcing you to go out and make other people's opinions of you more important than your opinion of yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So what's next? What are you Um, you taking away from this? Well, and that's like, that's that's where I like I feel like I my brain is still a little bit stuck so it's almost like I have to like almost retrain my brain because like in reality gaining you know gaining like five or six pounds from my cut like some of it could be fluctuations I'm trying to like you know rationalize like I have a very like I have to see the numbers I have to see the data like that's how I'm driven and I think that's why your program has worked so well for me is because it's like it's all data you know Mm -hmm. So like, I just, and like, is it, is gaining five pounds too much? You know what I mean? Like, do you think at what, that's kind of one other thing I wanted to ask too, like, is that so significant? I need to like worry about it or is it back to like the attainable and maintainable weight thing where I can attain that 136, but like in order for me to maintain that 136, it's going to take a lot of work, you know? Yeah. So yes, yes. And if you're adding, like when you say is five pounds too much, you have to have context. Like, first of all, too much compared to what? Like there are plenty of women who gain 20 pounds of muscle. Is that too much? I don't know. It's like, what are you comparing it to? Um, and then what are you gaining? Like I, I, my guess is that you're gaining muscle. And so we're like in a, in a tizzy and like worrying all about gaining muscle, but it's like, that's what, kind of what you wanted, right? Yeah, it's that's like, the goal. that's yeah. what you, that was the goal. And the yep. side product of that is that your weight will have to go up. Muscle has to go somewhere. Yep. It, ha- it has to have a place. Yeah. So the, the scale going up is, is part of that process. And if you sit here and tie yourself to this, this number um, with a body that was different from the body that you have now and has less muscle, yeah. it's, it's irrelevant. They're like, it's, it's an irrelevant number. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, I think that's just a thing of like, I need to be like 136 isn't fit. Like 140 can be fit, you know, like not giving exactly. it 
not giving it a number. And I think it, it just, like you said, going back to the comparison thing. And I think sometimes I get way too drawn into that of like, Mm-hmm. you know, she weighs this much. Why do I weigh this much more? But like, I like look leaner than she does, you know, like, why can't I weigh less? Yes. It's just trying to be, you know, get that mindset of like, it's just a number, you know, yeah. and it could just yeah. mean that like everybody's body's different. And, you know, so I think that's part of my problem too, yeah. that I just need to figure out how to work through those thoughts, you know? Well, and here, and here's something I will offer to you. I, what I don't want you to do is go from 130 fit is 130 to fit is 146. I want you to go from fit is not to fit is not a number. Yeah. Like it's not a number. They're not the same thing. A number is not fit. Like those aren't just two different things. Those are apples and oranges because Mm -hmm. if you go from fit is 130 to fit is one, you know, fit is 146. Well, now you just created a new, a new cage, (laughs) a new cage to keep yourself in. And so even just like separating it completely, it's like fitness is not a number you, you decide that you're fit. And I talk about this of like being the person that you want to be is like, you can decide right now that you are a fit person and you can make decisions from that place of like, what would a fit person do? What would the fit version of myself do? Like how would the fit version of myself talk to, to me? Um, Mm -hmm. right now you can just say that right now. And that's a powerful place to be. So it's not a number. It's not a weight. It's not even an aesthetic. It's not a number of pounds you can squat. It's a decision that you made. Are you a fit person? And then making choices from that place. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this was so helpful. Thank you so much, Amber. I hope you learned something from that coaching session. I hope you were able to, you know, maybe learn something that you didn't know that you needed to learn that you can apply to your journey. One of the things that I loved about our conversation is that it was centered around, you know, what people think about you, getting validation from other people, and this idea that at the end of the day, it's our responsibility to like and love ourselves. And that leads perfectly into the challenge that actually just started yesterday called the I Love Me Challenge. And if you're not signed up yet, it's not too late. This is a free 14-day challenge where every single day you're going to get a text message. And the challenge is created to help you get to the end of those 14 days and really more confidently say, you know, what you think of me doesn't matter because I love me. And that's what we're helping you to do during the challenge. If you're ready to sign up, go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash I love me, all one word, and you can get started on the I love me challenge. It fits perfectly with this topic that we covered in this coaching session with Nicole. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. 
Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio. 